What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition. Leaders lead, winners win. Uh, we got a new lighting in here, a new lighting, new setup, kind of. Uh, it's great. We love it. We got some technology uh, that we've uh, purchased, and it's exciting. We're excited about 2024. I hope you are. Look, today I'm going to talk about accountability. I'm going to talk about the right way to do it, the wrong way to do it. I'm going to give you some tips, tricks, some hints on things uh, that you should be doing, and I'm going to tell you a couple stories about um, you know, and, and examples and show you a couple of examples of me making mistakes in the last 10 years as a leader. So stay tuned. It's going to be good. My bitch got a body like Alba. What up, dog? I'm the alpha. So you better watch out, bro. And that goes for anyone around us. Planted right. the money tree. Let me get started by saying this. Accountability, my friends, is a good thing. It's a good thing. I think a lot of you um, in the world, you think that accountability might be a bad thing. It's a good thing. And it's a good thing to be a leader and to hold people accountable. Because remember, it doesn't matter if you're a leader with inside of an organization or you're a sales leader, you're an entrepreneur, you're a family person, whether it be a mother or a father and you have kids, you're leading your family, you're leading a church, you're leading a friend group, you are a leader. Everybody is a leader. And the number one characteristic, the number one trait, the number one quality, if you will, of a leader, a good leader, not just a leader in general, is the ability to hold people accountable, i.e. accountability. So let's let's dive right in. Look, I will tell you this. There is, um, there's two ways to hold people accountable. Uh, there's the right way and the wrong way. And again, I'm going to go through, through both. Um, but before I do, I want to talk about, I want to say this. You have to know your people because some people respond to different ways of accountability than others. Some people love some public humiliation. Some people love some, uh, uh, some Sunday check-ins. Some people love you to get in the trenches with them because they need that help. Some people love those things, and I'll go through each, but you got to know your people. The genesis, the basis, the foundation of any sort of good leader, uh, uh, team member, or leader, or father, son, or uh, mother, son, or mother, daughter, whatever the case is, great friend that's leading their tribe forward, um, is knowing your people and based on relationships. So that's the first thing that you have to understand. Everybody's just a little bit different, right? Everybody uh, understands that they uh, respond to different things, and you need to know that. Remember, accountability is a great thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. I want you to think about something real quick before I dive into some examples and some stories. Who do you respect the most in your life? I want you to think about that. Whether you're running on a treadmill, you're listening to this on the, uh, in the car, in transit, way to maybe work. Um, think about that. Maybe you're on an airplane. I don't know where you are, but... I want you to really think about, take a second and think about who you respect the most in your life. The person that like, you're like, dude, that, that person molded me. That person changed my life. That person is the person that I respect most in this world, period. For some of you, think about that for a second. For some of you, that might be your mother or father. For some of you, that might be know uh, an old football coach or maybe a volleyball coach or maybe that's a brother 
or a sister. Maybe it's one of your close friends. Maybe it's a sales leader or a regional vice president or the CEO of the company that you work for. Whoever the person is that you respect the most, you respect them the most in this world because they've held you accountable. It's because they've called you out on your shit. Period. Every great leader that demands and commands respect from another person holds said person accountable. Period. For me, I have many, but I can think of two off the top of my head. One is an old leader of mine. If I said it is what it is, they would say, no, it isn't. That is not what Cody Adams says. He does not say it is what it is. That is not what you say, period, correction, in the moment, right now, standard set, not going to happen. Okay? Accountability to the words that I say. Another one's one of my friends. Changes the energy in the room. There's not... One minute that I'm like, okay, if I'm not on my shit, this person's going to call me out. This person's going to say something. He might pull me aside, whatever the case is. Third, in my opinion, is my fiance now. I just got engaged, super excited. Is my fiance. She holds me accountable. If I say, hey, I'm not drinking this weekend, you know what she's saying? Hey, did you drink? If, if, if I go to say, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning at 730, you know who's telling me to wake up? Her. She's holding me accountable to the things that I say. So, Think about that. Be more like that person. Let's get into really five ways. Here we go. Five different ways to hold someone accountable. Remember, there's a, 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 a good way to do it or the right way to do it. And then there's a bad way or the wrong way to do it. Okay. So I'm going to go through these things. Now, remember, let me just share something with you. This comes to my mind. Verbal process. Here we go. Each person, there's a good way and a bad way. There's a wrong way and a right way. You understand? Everybody's a little bit different. Remember that. So some of these things could be the wrong way if you're leading that said person that needs maybe a little bit more attention. Maybe public humiliation isn't the right way to do it. Let's get there. Here we go. Number one, accountability. You don't need to yell and scream. However, there's two different things that I would say for the number one, the number one reason, not the number one reason, but the first one that I'm going to listen or I'm going to list off. The first one I'm going to list off on ways to hold people accountable public humiliation or praise. People love to uh, have their things called out in front of a group. Some people do. With that being said, there's two ends of the spectrum. One is humiliation. Look, I wouldn't get there until a certain point where the person literally needs it, needs that group think, needs that group accountability and needs to be maybe humiliated a little bit because they're off kilter or they're off their shit. But there's a reason, a rhyme, and a reason for you to publicly humiliate somebody, okay? So, hey, look, hey, John, look, there it is. John's eating that, that Frappuccino again. Look at this thing. What are you eating, bro? Are you really drinking that 700-calorie sugar bomb? Throw that fucking away. It's embarrassing. You don't think that that's holding people accountable. It is. It's, the, it's, it's not my first go-to, but it's the one I want to listen to because that's what people think think of the most. I think that public humiliation is accountability. It's not, but this is one way to do it. Again, wrong way, right way, depending on the person. The other way, again, is public humiliation. Then is public praise. R positive reinforcement goes further than negative impact. So if someone, if you catch someone doing a momentous thing or doing the right things, catching it, letting people know, hey, John is kicking ass and taking names. This is his fifth workout in a row. Hey, Scott over there, he's kicking ass and taking names. He's being a badass. 
He literally has dialed his leads 13 times already this week. Hey, you know, Susie over here, she told me that she wasn't going to eat carbs this whole week. She hasn't had one. I literally saw her in here with Kez crazy. She's never eaten one carb this whole week. Public humiliation and praise. It works. But again, that's the first one I want to talk about. Number two, coaching the bench. One of my favorites. All of them are my favorite. Again, there's five. This is number two. Coaching the bench. I used to do this all the time. Whoever your most trusted person is. Again, tactics on ways to hold people accountable. Number two. Coaching the bench. Whoever your most trusted person is, your core group of people, whatever that person is, the person closest to you on your team, or maybe it's your uh, favorite son or daughter. <laughs> maybe it's your, uh, your CFO. doesn't matter what it is, but the person that's closest to you, let me give you a tactic. You pull them aside and say, hey, look, Connor, I'm going to coach you loudly in front of the group because not only do you need it, but two, the rest of the people around you need to hear it. And we might get a little animated, and that's okay. We might get a little deep, and that's okay. We might have questions back and forth, and that's okay. But I'm going to hold you accountable because you're the standard. You're my right-hand girl. You're my right-hand guy. You are the top, the crim of the crim. You're the closest person to me. And if I hold you accountable in front of this group, this entire bench, the entire group is going to be elevated. Remember, high tide raises all ships. So... If you can develop that relationship with the closest person to you with inside your organization, your team, your family, whatever the case is, the rest of the group, you're coaching one person, but the bench is hearing it, right? You're coaching your star player, but the whole bench is hearing it. They're hearing you hold that person accountable and to a high standard, and all of them are being coached at the same time. It's so impactful. Please don't overstep this, this number two. It's awesome. Again, it's one of my favorites. I, you do it a handful of times a year, um, or maybe you coach loudly on a sales floor and everybody hears it. That's a great way to do it. But again, it's accountability to what the standard is or what is going on, or maybe something that someone's fucking up on, you help them out. Number three, probably one of my favorites. Again, I'm probably going to say it every time, so I apologize. It's been a long day. I'm fucking tired and I have a haircut soon, okay? Standards. Set the standard, whatever that standard is, and hold people accountable live, live time. So for example, if I'm a sales leader, and I'm going to use this because again, leaders lead, winners win. This is a sales and leadership podcast, okay? So again, I'm going to try and account and trying to talk about, try and relate it to a lot of different things so that the audience continues to grow. But this is strictly for sales and leadership. I'm giving you tactics on how to, how to hold people accountable. Set the standard. For us, we have a core four. We have four pillars that we live by when it comes to uh, our culture. That's a standard. We have uh, ways to uh, dial through or there's a uh, uh, different protocol set or standard set on how we dial, how we text, how we email, how we uh, approach our day. When we approach those certain things, there's a standard with inside of our organization. I'm giving you examples. Uh, there's a standard on with what we say on the phone. Our scripts are all the same. There's a standard of how we want our client to be spoken to on the telephone, period. 
So there's a culture aspect, there's a, a day-to-day and operational stand, standard, and then there's a sales standard. And those three things are held to the highest degree. And all of the brothers and sisters with inside of our organization know those standards front and back, and they hold each other accountable to those things live. So for example, let's say um, uh, Tyler. Tyler hasn't... Um, Tyler gets in at 9.43 every day, and our standard is to come in at 9.30. When he comes in at 9.45 that first day, we have the conversation with him live right then. Let's say Josh. Say Josh, we, we're supposed to, uh, three three phone calls, I'm sorry, three text messages, two emails, one phone call, every single client, call it the 321. That's a standard. Again, an operational standard. It's a culture standard, operational standard. 321. If you're not on the 321 and you're not, living by that standard, I'm going to notice it and I'm going to have that conversation. That's why it's so important. Like for us, all of the leaders in our organization are out on the sales floor. We don't have, we have offices. We're not in them. Why are we not in them? Because we're holding the standard one and two, we believe in osmosis and synergy and bringing that energy onto the floor. So that shit's important. Okay. And then think about like a sales standard, standards and live. This is number three standards, hold them accountable live. If someone, if you have a script in front of somebody, and that person is not using that script and they're off kilter and they're doing whatever the fuck they want, you have to call them out immediately Tell the, to put them on hold. Where is, this, where is this on our sales script, right? We put this thing together over years and decades of experience. We put on this piece of paper and you're going willy-nilly, bro. Get back to the script. It's the same thing with a gunslinger quarterback. Typically, they don't work out. Maybe a few do, Brett Favre and a few others, right? But typically, the best quarterbacks are the ones that stick to the script, that follow the playbook, that don't go all over the place until they know the playbook front and back, and they're so badass that we have to redefine the playbook, like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Standards live. So again, number one, public humiliation or praise, holding people accountable. Number two, coaching the bench. Get that person in, coach them loudly. Everybody else benefits. Number three, hold the line when it comes to standards live right then. Don't let it fester right now. Number four, goals. Let's talk about accountability with goals. Goals. We just did 2024 goals. Here we go. 2024 goals. We set the goals. We presented to the group for a group accountability lesson and measure. We then, myself, Connor and Scott, again, I'm giving you tools to use with inside of your organization, relate them however you want. If you're a personal trainer, set goals with your client, set check-ins, and then ultimately hit the goal and celebrate. So again, set goals, set, check-in, hit, and celebrate. Goals, set them, check in on them as the leader, hit the goal and celebrate, okay? So let me give you an example. We just did the 2024 goals. Everybody pitched in. Everybody uh, uh, told their 2024 goals to the group. Now it's our turn, me, Connor, and, and Scott, to check in on them. How do we do those two things? I'm going to give you a couple tactics. Number one, Sundays. It is your day to check in on the group. It is your day to shoot a text message to Kate, who's looking at me right outside my, my thing. So when you hear this, I'm looking in your eyes. <laughs> To check in on Cade. Hey, dude, you told me that you were taking your uh, your girlfriend out more this week. You want to do two date nights this this month. Have you done them? Yes or no? Okay, well, what's the plan? Check in on them. Hey, you know, Mark, I know that you, you told me that you weren't going to drink this month. 
How's it going, bro? How are things going? Anything I can help with? Hey, you know, Johnny, I, I know that you wanted to work out five days a week. How's that going, dude? Did you get your five in this week? I know it's Sunday. No? All right, dude, what's your plan next week? Check in on Sundays. Sunday is the Sabbath, but not for leaders. Leaders and entrepreneurs don't get fucking days off, period. You don't. You're always on stage. Don't you get that yet? If you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader in an organization or a leader of your family. Don't you understand that yet? If you're a parent, you don't get any fucking days off. Oh, Susie, I, you know what? I have the snivels. I can't, I can't parent my kid. I can't take him to school. No, you fucking do it. If you're a parent, you're a leader of an organization, you're an entrepreneur, which I'm all three, you don't get a fucking day off. So this uh, a Sunday, I don't want to do anything. I'm gonna, no, your job is checking on your people, especially if you have people that have goals. And then lastly, on the set, check in, hit the goal and celebrate is when they hit that goal, whatever that goal is, because typically goals have a time horizon on them and there's a, a, set, a set time limit on which that person has to hit that goal. When they hit it, you gotta reinforce all of the hard work that they put in and fucking celebrate like there's no tomorrow. Celebrate, give them high fives, take them out for a drink. Whatever the case is, celebrate the goal so they can remember that. Because remember, people don't remember what you say to them. They don't remember what you do for them. They don't remember shit. But as a leader, people remember how you made them feel. And if you can make them feel awesome about the goal that they just fucking hit and all the hard work that they put in, the chances of them continuing down that road of betterment and personal excellence is a hell of a lot higher than if you didn't. So take time to hit it. When they hit it, celebrate. Last but not least, trench work. Accountability. If you're not, I will never ask you to do anything at our organization or as your leader that I have not done myself or I'm not willing to do with you. In 2023, we wrote 450 loans as an organization. We were the number one mortgage brokerage in all of Arizona in closings per banker. And what that means is every single person had a year in, in, in schedule and they closed a certain amount of loans. Closings per loan officer, we're number one. By a landslide, 13 closings per banker uh, is over the second place person. Kicked everyone's ass, okay? We were number six in the nation all in, in closings per banker. Families helped per loan officer. And I led the charge. And I'm not saying that to beat on my back, pat on my back. That I don't need anything. I led the charge with 75 loans out of the 450. I led the charge with $25 million in closed loan volume. You got to be with a leader. I don't care who you are, where you are. But remember, it's not about how fast you row in the boat. It's about the boat that you're in. Your leader, whether it be your father or mother, whether you're leading a friend group, whether you're leading an organization, whether you're leading a sales team, the leader, the speed of the leader determines the rate of the pack, folks. The speed of the leader determines the rate of the pack. And if the fucking leader isn't in the trenches doing the work that you're doing, why would you listen to him? doesn't make sense because if I ask you to do something and I'm not doing it, then that makes me a fraud. That makes me a phony. That makes me uh, a fugazi, a fugazi, a wazi, a woozy. There's no reason why you should listen to him. So trench work, you hold people accountable by being the spear tip. You hold people accountable 
by having the same goals that they do. You hold people accountable by shouldering the weight of their goals and ultimately getting down in the nitty gritty, doing the ugly, doing the shit that you don't want to do, to do it alongside of them, to make sure that they get it done. Because that's what's important. So if your person's doing 75 hard, fucking do it with them. If your person's in on a Sunday afternoon because it's the only time that they have to make some dials and write some loans, then fucking go in with them. It's sacrifice. It's trench work. Lead by example. Five tips on how to hold people accountable. Sorry for a little bit of a rocky start. And my brain was all over the place. I got 50,000 things going on, new setup and technology. So I apologize. But if you listened through three through five, I bet you got a hell of a lot when it comes to value. I'm going to go through these last time again. Five ways to hold people accountable. There's more, but these are the five that I want to share with you. Public humiliation or praise. Coaching the bench. Rewind it. Learn how. Holding the line when it comes to standards. Live, right now. Don't let anything fester. Right now, hold it accountable. When it comes to goals, have them set it. Check in with them, whether it be on Sundays or maybe you check your sent email, something that I do, by the way. There's another tip for you. Check in on them, and when they hit it, make sure you celebrate so they remember. And then lastly, be in the trenches with them because um, it's it's the right thing to do as a leader. It really is. Um, look, I appreciate your guys' support. I, please share the show if you can. I'd really appreciate it. And as a leader, do yourself a favor. Do your people a favor. Change the energy in the room, and don't let anybody get away with any bullshit in 2024 and beyond. Make sure you got your shit together and you're unfuckwittable, if you will, as the leader of your family, as the leader of your organization, as the leader of your sales team, as the leader of anything that you're leading. I don't care. Make sure your shit's in line because you're not going to be able to hold their, them accountable or hold their shit together or hold the line when it comes to their shit, their standards, their goals, what they're trying to do with their life in, in life unless you do. So be selfish. Take care of your shit. Use these tactics and then hold people accountable so they can hit their goals all because, not only because they did the work, but because you held them to do the work. It's important to do so. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. We'll see you.